0: What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming today with another episode of Talking Football. Plenty to go around with the NFL training camp started. Yesterday was the first day of padded practice, and with that excitement came some dreaded injuries, so we'll make sure to go over that. Tight ends, boy, they had themselves a week last week. And then, of course, the division breakdown, what we're doing right now, we're going to be going over the NFC South. Plenty to talk about there, plenty to be excited about. But Treese, man, it's been a little bit since we talked. I was busy this weekend with fantasy drafts on Saturday. Uh, people were kind of upset that I was going to an expert during the draft with like some recommended advice. I was like, hey, kind of these are my options. What do you think? And then I would get my answer and make my selection. And they would go, why are you talking to someone else when you're sitting next to Matt?" Well, Matt is an NFL draft analyst, not a fantasy expert like my man Justin Treese here. So I feel like I picked the right guy. I like my team, my teams uh, from the drafts that I had on Sunday. So first off, I need to say thank you. I appreciate you. You helped me out a lot. Now let's go win some fucking fantasy football.
1: Well, one, I appreciate it. Uh, Two, you're right. So Matt is obviously a very, very smart person, but you and I had a long conversation about this that – there is a big difference between, like, draft the NFL, like, hey, this guy is actually good at football, and then fantasy, like, they're just totally yes. different things. So, like, that, and also, Matt's in your league. Like, of course, you're not gonna, go yeah. There. Like, like I'm not course. gonna look
0: over and be like, hey, what should I do here? Yeah, because he's gonna exactly. be like, huh, I kind of want that guy. Go the other one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so um, no, you and I were talking and. Uh you came up with some good teams. Um pretty jealous of some of the guys you're getting. And um we talked about like which team was our favorites and you had one. I think I might lean towards the other one just because of that running back deal. We're not going to talk about teams right now because I have people in my league that uh, listen to this and I don't yep. want them knowing who these players are. We'll that talk perfectly in fair. We will talk in 10 days um <laughs> about it when <laughs> my draft is over and then we could talk about it. So, uh but overall it was a good weekend for you. It sounds like um, I had a pretty good weekend. Pretty low key. Didn't do much. Went swimming. Did go- Did golf. Golf pretty poorly on the back I nine. I was going to ask how the golf go. Front nine. Last time. Picked... Sorry, last right. time we
0: discussed golf, you were pissed. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, I played better. I played a lot better this weekend, but still played really bad on the back nine. But it was it was so crowded that the front nine played well. It was good pace. And then the back nine, it was literally like three groups on a hole. So like I'd hit and then you'd have to wait like 15 minutes to hit again. Oh. And you just can't get into a groove that way, you know? So played pretty poorly. Pretty poorly. Um but did that and then what else? I sent you. uh, I decided to smoke a different type of meat on Sunday night and went with a tomahawk steak, and let me tell you, it turned out fantastic.
0: Well, my mouth's watering thinking about it because I'm laying on my couch, playing PlayStation, trying to recover from the amount of drinking I have done all last week. I'm I just need to stop drinking. I've been going on like three day binges for weeks now. I'm tired. My body's begging me to stop. My organs are asking for water, and I'm like, hey, how about some vodka? Hey, how about some jungle juice? Like, mm-hmm. man, we're just mixing it up and throwing it in there. But laying there Sunday, I get a picture from Treese, and it is just this magnificent looking layout on the grill, the smoker, whatever you want to call it, and it was phenomenal. Then you showed, you sent me pictures of you that you had sliced it. It looked cooked. It was cooked perfectly. Hey, just cook it up, package it, send it my way. I'll send I you should. the mailing address. I'll pay for the shipping and the steak, and just help.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Um, we actually got after on Saturday night too at the pool, and we uh, around here it's been very hard to get uh this crown royal peach, and yes, they loaded up, and we went and got a like a lot they would only let people buy two bottles because it's just running out so fast um so all of us just went and bought two bottles so we, have, we literally have like 14 combined and we were just going through that dude you get that with some like iced tea and just mix those two do a splash of sprite for a little bit of carbonation and dude it it's it's amazing it really
0: oh my is. gosh that sounds so good
1: yeah.
0: Oh, um, man.
1: And everybody here is listening to us. They're like, wait, isn't this a football podcast? Yes, it is. So let's get to it. Um. So let's get to Tree Civia. Yes. So in 2012. Do I need a pen and paper? Uh, no, I don't think so. In 2012, in the first six rounds, how many quarterbacks do you think were drafted?
0: 2012, six rounds. Uh, five. More. Eight. More. Wait, first six rounds, duh. Um, 12. Uh,
1: less. 11. Less. 10. And you already have one more number left. Nine. You're eight. There you go. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> um, okay. So there was nine. How many of those quarterbacks have started a playoff game?
0: Zero, I'm going to assume. Tr- you were wrong. 2012, what draft was that? Let's that wasn't see. the Andrew Luck draft, was it? Andrew no, Luck and...
1: It is the Andrew Luck draft. And the RG3. Draft.
0: So how many quarterbacks from that draft have started a playoff game? Yes. Two. Nope. One. Nope, more. Golly, oh, four. More. Five, six? More. Seven, eight, More. Eight. Nine, eight, eight,
1: eight, eight of the nine, eight Holy of the nine cow. have started a playoff game from the 2012 draft from the first six rounds.
0: Holy shit. Okay. Run me those names. Cause I mean, Andrew Luck, of course.
1: Yep. Who was pick number two in that draft? RG three didn't start a playoff game. Did he? Yes, he did his rookie year. That is right. Okay. Uh, Another first rounder in the top fifteen, Ryan Tannehill. Oh my God, I forgot about him. And then there was a first rounder at pick twenty-two, I believe, that did that is the one that has not, and that's Brandon Weeden. He is <laughs> he did not. He has been on, I believe, th- two or three playoff teams though with the Texans. <laughs> that poor a guy. <laughs> then you have Brock Osweiler. Second rounder, start a playoff game. Uh Uh-huh. Then you have Russell Wilson, start a playoff game. Holy shit, duh. Then you have Nick Foles, who have started a playoff game. Then you have Kirk Cousins, who obviously (laughs) has started multiple playoff games. And then you have Ryan Lindley, who also started a playoff game. For who? The Cardinals. In 2014, that is when Carson Carson Palmer got hurt. Palmer, yeah. Yep, and they end up losing to the Panthers that game. Holy cow.
0: And Brandon Whedon is the only one that didn't. And who did he get drafted by? The Browns. The Browns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hey, this is a pretty impressive draft. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about Ryan Tannehill uh, and Kirk Cousins and, honestly, Russell Wilson being in that class for some reason. I thought he was a year before. But, damn. Not a bad year for quarterbacks, dude. Not Not a bad bad year. year.
1: Not a bad year. Um, I also saw this stat as I was looking up some fantasy stuff, and I thought it was outstanding. Um... Mike Evans. Do you know how many what his what is the most yards he has ever gotten on one series? Receiving yards. Like the total yard total receiving yards in a series? In a in a series.
0: Yeah. Sixty? No. Higher or lower? Higher. Ooh. Uh is it gonna be like ninety-five? Higher. Ninety nine. Higher. Hundred. How? Higher. One hundred and two. There's no way. That doesn't make any sense. One hundred and four. There's no way. How? Penalty. Oh my gosh.
1: He got a hundred. Holy and, shit. He a hundred and four yards receiving in the series against the Washington Redskins. In 2000, sorry, I think it was 2016. Is
0: that the game where Jameis Winston was running around like crazy, doing all the circles, running back and forth, and he just threw it up to Evans? I'm, I'm,
1: I mean, I feel like that's just he, Jameis, Jameis Winston, Winston did that yeah. like all the time. But uh, I'm sure. But yes, 104 yards receiving. He ended up having, like, I believe, it was 209 that game altogether. <laughs>
0: But a hundred of it comes from a single drive, holy cow, crazy that would right? be so frustrating, like maybe rewarding for him because it's like, okay, yeah, we wouldn't be here without me, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like I guess the ball's coming again, oh wh- what were the penalties holding calls, yeah, of course,' just crazy the guys to mess it up.
1: Yeah, and that is not a stat that, like, I would have ever thought about even looking up. But, again, just looking at fantasy stuff and somebody was like, my favorite stat about Mike Evans is in this game, he had 104 in one series. And I was like, what the hell? And so then I had to start, like, (laughs) going to YouTube and watching that game. And sure enough, there you go, 104 yards. Pretty impressive. And
0: who was it against? You said Washington? Yeah. Damn. Speaking of
1: Washington, speaking of the one and only, he's back,
0: dude. I'm so happy for that guy. Him and his family. How about this? The role model that has, or yes, the role model that has been set for his sons. I don't know if there's a better one out there for him. The the, I saw someone tweet about this. The situation in San Francisco and the 49ers moves to Kansas City. How to handle that with Patrick Mahomes being drafted last year, the contract goes to Washington, gets a massive deal. You get rewarded for the good graciousness, your good graciousness that you've, you know, shown to the 49ers and to the Chiefs and their young quarterbacks. Come to Washington, break your leg, almost lose your leg. It's multiple surgeries. You have to have this mechanism around your leg at all times. You know, you can't do anything. The skin grafts, A documentary that's made about it. And you went through it in a positive mindset all the way around. Couldn't ask, like, you wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But the fact that Alex Smith went through it, and then when you watch the documentary and you hear his wife Elizabeth talk about it, and she, the perspective that he has on everything, it was just mind blowing to her. You know, it was mind blowing to me watching. It was like, dude, you just found out you almost lost your leg, but you got to keep it. And your response when you woke up was, People would kill to be in my situation, to know that they still get to keep their leg. And now he's back and he's off the pup list, participating in football activities. Let's go, dude. That is freaking awesome. Trish, I just got to ask you, do you think he starts a game this year?
1: That is the million-dollar question. Um, I don't, to be honest. I just don't. I think that they – I mean, I guess if Haskins goes down with an injury, obviously, like, there is that thing. But they still have Kyle Allen, and it's just hard to, like, probably hard for them to feel comfortable, even with him being approved to practice and play, right? Like, getting taken off the pup list. I still think that there's going to be that second thought with Rivera. Like, do do we really do this? Like, is this really the right decision? I would love it. Um, honestly, I would love it for week one, him to actually start, even if it's just a handoff and then come out and then let it be Haskins the rest of the way. Like, honestly, I think that that's like straight respect. Yep. Uh, I hope so. I hope that we get a chance to see Alex Smith just throw the ball one more time, one more time in the NFL. Um, but I think it's awesome. Uh, everybody's been saying it, so You know, it's nothing new, but he already won Comeback Player of the Year, right? (laughs) Uh, Hopefully. Yeah.
0: I don't see who else would, really, like, looking at the storyline and what he's gone through and coming back from, especially in 2020, this season. I mean, I don't know how much crazier it could get, to to be honest with you. Um, Moving on, though, Javon Hartgraves is out or Hargraves, excuse me, is out for two weeks. Uh, Treese, do you have anything you kind of want to add to that? This is where the list of injuries start for training camp today is a lot of teams, or yesterday, excuse me, you guys listening to on Tuesday, we're recording on Monday. Uh, it, like I said in the beginning, it's great having practice to start. A lot of teams have their first padded practice. The Chiefs and Texans already have because they're three days ahead since they're going to opening night is on a Thursday the, this season for the NFL, like usual. So a lot of teams are coming in this week, first padded practice. Javon Hargrave goes down, is out for two weeks now. Uh Trice, you want to add to that before we get to the other ones?
1: Uh, no, I think that it is like this is just a huge signing for the Eagles. So um, probably disappointing for their defensive line just to have him miss a couple weeks. But it uh, sounds like it's not too serious and just let him sit and just rest up, be ready for week one. But, um, you know, it's always a struggle when you're on a new team, especially when he's been with Pittsburgh his whole career who runs more of a three, four, these guys are a four three. So I'm sure that that time would be pretty valuable to him. But, um, yeah, nothing else really to add to, uh, Hargreaves. Yep. Uh, Gerald McCoy is out for the season.
0: They feared that it was a, an ACL tear. Turns out he tore his quad, uh, his right quad. I looked up the injury or recovery time on that because I was interested on, which is worse for a quad tear or an acl injury and with the quad tear the way they fix it or one of the options that i read is they drill holes into the kneecap. they reattach the tendon it takes about four months for that to heal you have a nut like then at six months uh you're in you know you know your knee is immobilized so you can't move it into the four months six months you get a little bit of movement eight months you know you kind of get to going again and then it's a full year recovery but as a defensive lineman in his age at this point in his career dude that's a tough freaking injury to go through on a right quad like that would be very very detrimental detrimental to me as a person i couldn't imagine as a defensive lineman at this point in your career in the nfl
1: yeah i was going to say the same thing Uh, A few other injuries, Jalen Hurd uh, fears that he tore his ACL today. We find out tomorrow, that's when they're doing the MRI, but majority of the time, like, they know, right? Like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, let's just verify for sure, but they can tell, doctors can. Uh, And then the big one was Trey Waynes, uh, tearing his pec, and he's out for the year. Um, Sure, Bagel's probably overpaid for him, but we talked about this last episode about hey the Bengals finally spent some money on the defense um yep. he was still an upgrade like Trane Williams you know he probably overall got overpaid a little bit but good for him first off and second off it was for a team need and now they're missing that so a uh, pretty big hit I think to that defense mm-hmm. especially with that division with Big Ben back with the you know Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson it's it's going to be an issue. Uh, you know, Baker. Think of what you want, but he still has some good off or some good wide receivers. You need the cornerback, so that's a that's a big hit for the Bengals overall. Within that that picture, I think he's going to be
0: a he's going to be out until up at least eight weeks into the NFL season. Uh, Treese, I don't know if it's something you've really paid attention to, but it's I feel like something that's been brought to my attention just because a couple Chiefs players dealt with it last year as well. But the pec tear, I mean, we saw J.J. Watt go through it as well. I wonder why that is one of those injuries that's kind of starting to come up a little bit more, be a little bit more common in the NFL. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's workout regimen. Maybe it's the way they're playing or practicing. But it's a little different or new to be seeing this injury keep happening among the league.
1: Yeah, I think it's just guys are getting bigger, stronger, faster. And it just, you know, you're using all your muscles all the time. And Especially with the cor- any any defensive player, really, you're you're trying to shed blocks and trying to shed and you know people off of you. You're going to be using that, so I think that's probably why we're seeing it. That makes
0: sense when you put it that way. Look at you, look at, look at the me. way that brain works. Uh, go ahead and get in this next one with the heart issue. I know this is you know a little bit more more year realm here with the Jaguars.
1: Yeah. So Rodney Gunter, uh, a, an aorta issue. Uh, they were afraid that if he plays, he can. Tear that, die, get seizures, and basically risking his life if he plays. Uh, so he is going to sit out, which he should. Um, they end up signing yeah. ter- terry, uh, Timmy Jerrigan, which is a good signing, vet signing for them. Um, but overall, man, the Jags didn't get a defensive tackle early in the draft they did get one in the third round with Hamilton which I think is going to be fine but they didn't get one early with a lot of people were thinking that they were going to go after a Brown or uh, a Kinlaw they obviously didn't but and that is because they signed Gunter and they call and they signed Al Woods they're like okay those are two guys they're going to fill in those spots and guess what um they're both gone so, um, that sucks. And sorry, everybody, you guys can probably hear my kid just banging at the door there. Um, but overall, I think that I think that they're gonna struggle against the run. Uh, I I'm, I'm very worried about that. I think that they're gonna have Chase on on one end. They're gonna have uh, Allen on the other. They're gonna have two very solid linebackers. But those linebackers are gonna get eaten up when the two defensive tackles can't really do anything. So uh, I have a very, very bad fear that the Jags are going to have the worst run defense in the NFL. Yikes.
0: I saw you tweet that, um, and then it kind of came to my mind or, you know, reminded me that we haven't heard anything from Telvin Smith. Um, he sat out last season, kind of wanted to year it off. I see you smirking here. Is it pretty much just kind of like, a, yeah, he's gone and he ain't coming back?
1: Yeah, he's had so many like legal issues uh as oh. well this off season. So, yeah, he's he's not coming back. He's done. He's done done in the NFL. I I think so. I mean, it's okay. going to be very hard for somebody to want him back. One with the legal issues, two if you sit out two full years and you come back, he's going to be I don't know, he's probably 27 right now would be my guess. I don't know his age off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, you're talking 28, 29-year-old linebacker that's missed two years? Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's going to be done.
0: All right, and then you heard it here first. Uh, one thing that we didn't get to talk about last week because it happened after we recorded, uh, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle got broken off last week. George Kittle resets the tight end market, and no matter what way you look at it, the best tight end, Travis Kelsey— uh, got new deals last week. So happy for those guys and National Tight End Day on whatever that officially is. I know those two like to promote it the most, but damn, dude, it's if
1: it's nice to be a tight end right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, huge deals for both, because yeah, last episode we talked about how there was reports of the Kittle deal, and we said it's not official, so don't go off of those numbers. And lo and behold. It wasn't those numbers because it was uh, reported at 95 million over six years, and it ends up being five years, 75 million. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'll still take the 75 million, but uh, that's a big drop off from 95. Um, honestly, I think it's great deals for both teams. I think both yep. did fantastic. I think that they, you know, you're not dropping 100 k or 100 million on a tight end for the Niners. Keep that. You know, you're leaving money for Warner and then obviously in two years, two to three years, you're gonna have to pay Bosa, so on and so forth. Um So that's good. And then with the Chiefs just continue to find money wherever they can. Dude, I don't I don't get it. At one point they had
0: like a hundred and seventy six, hundred and seventy seven dollars to their name on the salary cap, and it's like, bam, half a billion dollar contract. Hey, here you go, Chris Jones. Here's another 85. Hey, Travis Kelsey, here's another six-year extension. Like, dude, let's go. What a – like Brett Veach and the guys that handle the salary cap. Uh, you want to come handle my finances? Because I can give you $177, and hopefully you can turn it into half a billion, you know, over the next 10 years. That would be fantastic in my mind.
1: Yeah, I think everybody would love that.
0: <laughs> I just need to figure out how to do it. Maybe I need to become a millionaire first and then go all the way down to $177. But we'll figure that out as time goes. Trish, you ready to get into the core of our episode now that we're almost 30 minutes into this bad boy? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So last week we went over the AFC and AFC North uh, divisions. Today we're going to do – I just said AFC and AFC. AFC and NFC North divisions – Today, we're going to go over the NFC South. Uh, the more I looked into this, the more I kind of realized this division is going to be a little bit tighter than a lot of us are thinking. It's not just going to be the Saints or the Bucks. A lot of people forgetting about the Falcons. We're going to get into it now. Tree's within the schedule breakdown. Is there a team you want to start off with first, or do you just kind of want to hop into
1: this bad boy? And this means no disrespect to your team, and I apologize if you're a fan of this team. And we're about to talk about, it. but can we just start with the Panthers because it's gonna be short and sweet? Yep, thank you. Cool. All right, uh, Panthers. Um, if we're gonna go off what we did last week, first five games, they're starting out 0 and five, and they're not gonna win very many football games. I think this defense is going to struggle. I think the offense, actually low key, could be like fun to watch, but I just they're just it's hard because I, like Kurt Samuel is a good player. DJ Moore is a good player. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is the player, but the offensive line is just going to be horrendous. Like, what is Teddy Bridgewater going to do when he's got pressure like that and he loves to dink and dunk? You sign Robbie Anderson, who's only a deep – I shouldn't say only a deep threat. He, his best asset is a deep threat. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like they have fun weapons on the offense. Is it going to turn into something? I don't know, and I don't think so this year. So um, I have them going two and fourteen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's between them and the Bears on the worst team uh, in the NFL. To be honest with you, my biggest question mark with my biggest question mark from them this off season was why sign Robbie Anderson? You you already have that type of player in a DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. You can find that speed receiver or deep threat anywhere in the draft. Why go sign Robbie Anderson? That didn't make any sense to me at all. But here we are. That's what they do. Treach, I'm right there with you. I don't know what the Panthers do. I'm scared for Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully he can stay healthy and he doesn't have to worry about that, especially with the dink and dunk method, because I felt like him coming out of college, he was that, you know, decently strong arm quarterback that liked to chuck it down the field he might not even have that option here with the Panthers but let's move on to the next team I'm going to flip a coin Bucks or Falcons Treese the air, heads or tails It is tails Boom we're going to go ahead and go with the Buccaneers So Tom Brady we all get it he has gone to Tampa Bay Gronk has unretired is was traded to Tampa Bay as well. That offense is going to be very, 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 very good. They somehow find a way or not somehow they franchise tax Shaquille Barrett. He's coming back. That defense is something that I don't think enough people are talking about because their defensive line. We see them draft uh, Vita Veya. If I'm saying that name correct uh, a couple years ago, he should be back and healthy. And the main piece of that defensive line was Shaquille Barrett. You know, you still have JPP, I believe. Uh, that defensive line is going to be better than a lot of people realize. And then you look at that linebacking group with Jones and Johnson. Uh, ho- no. White and David. Thank you. Holy sh- Wow. Wrong on both names. Yes. Okay. Fuck me. Uh, with LeBron White and, and
1: David is a stud. Yes. And then, obviously, Devin White, rookie last year out of LSU, top five pick.
0: Don't know where I got those names mixed up, but boy, this brain's moving somewhere on this Monday. Uh, the good linebacking group there, their secondary. I'm not too familiar with it to be completely honest, but I can tell you what, in that division with that defensive line and that linebacking group, that might be good enough for your secondary to lack just a little bit if you can get pressure against the rest of these teams in this in this division. But I really like where the Bucks are going. If I'm going in their first five games, I think they go four and one. Uh, the only question mark that I really had with them or the only game of them losing was against the Saints in week one. I just think it's, you can't expect them to come in week one and be more prepared or have better chemistry or be ready to play like the Saints will be with a team who's pretty much complete in every aspect, in every spot on the on the team. So that was kind of my review of the Bucks. Treese, let's hear what you got, dude.
1: Yeah, um, I, I agree, right? Uh, they also have Indominus Sue still on that defense. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, yep. Um, but, yeah, their defensive backs are not good. I shouldn't say not good. Not up to par with the level of wide receivers that they have to face because there are a lot of good wide receivers in this division. DJ Moore, Julio Jones, Mike Michael Thomas, that might be, like, the best, like, number one wide receiver, like, division in football um but they did draft Antoine Winfield Jr. which I think is going to be very good safety but then they have like Carlton Davis uh Sean Murphy Bunting uh Justin Evans and I'm missing somebody else on that defense that's just off the top of my head so um yeah and then for the top five games I actually have them going three and two so I have them losing to the Saints week one and I actually do have them losing to the Chargers really I think that that charge so here's my thoughts um the Bucks obviously the strength is going to be the passing game but guess what that the Chargers defense I think in most cases are just hoping and praying that you are a passing offense because that defensive backs those defensive backs are amazing the pass rush is amazing they got a yeah. new stud middle linebacker that's fast and can cover I think Kenneth they're Murray. they're just hoping for that right yeah and Kenneth Murray thank you Um, so I think that they're hoping for that. I think they're going to love that matchup. So, um, yeah, I, but I do have them beating the Panthers. I do have them beating the Broncos and then I have them beating the Bears. So if we're talking the first five games there, um, overall, I, so I thought I was down on the bucks overall. Like I've always been like, "Ah, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And then as I started going through the games, win loss, I have them at 10 and six.
0: So I actually had them at 11 and five. So I was kind of right there with you. Uh, the one game that really kind of threw it off was the Rams. I don't know where they're going to be at later in the season. Um, I think they split with the Saints. Um, and then I think they find a way to beat the the Falcons both times.
1: Yeah, I have them. Sp- I have them splitting with the Saints and with the Falcons, actually.
0: OK, so. Perfect. Um, Anything else you want to add in on the old Buccaneers? nope nope that should be it okay I want to throw something in fantasy wise if this disrupts anything just tell me to zip it (laughs) Tom Brady might be pretty good in fantasy this year
1: um yeah uh, that doesn't change anything I'm not going to draft Tom Brady um yeah I think he will be I think that he'll be probably in that quarterback eight range when -hmm. it's all said and done So, yeah, I think that he's going to be – I think he's going to be solid. I think that Bruce Aarons is going to pass it. My my main worry – and I mean, they'll figure it out, but, I mean, Mike Evans is such a good deep route runner, and Tom Brady just doesn't do that anymore. But then I'm thinking also how many, like, 15-yard in-routes did I watch last year when I had Mike Evans just be – piss poor throws from Jameis Winston that I know Tom Brady's not going to be missing right so yeah. I think that he I think they lose stuff in the deep ball game but in that middle range um I think that they just are a lot better so yeah I think that he's going to be good but and again in fantasy if you're going to end up in the top five you either have to be a, running and put up another two 300 yards rushing on the season just to get those points or you need to be setting some sort of record of throwing for like 45 plus touchdowns and 4,800 yards. And I know that's not record, but like a very, very good year. Right. And yeah. so that's my thoughts on it.
0: Okay. Just glad I got that out of the way from the fantasy expert, Justin trees. Uh, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. I believe this is the year for Matt Ryan to get the appreciation that he deserves. This wide receiver core uh, might be the best in the league to be completely honest with you with Todd Gurley. I can see this just being a year where they just hand him the ball. Treece, I believe that's something we've talked about. Um, I believe, I believe we have uh, that they're just going to feed Gurley over and over. Like, Hey, if you get hurt, you get hurt. If you don't, we're rolling with it, you know, find a way to stay healthy. Cause you're getting the ball We're, you know, we're dumping you off on screens. We're going to, you know, we're going to run our sweeps. We're going to run, you know, our inside draws here. We're going to make it happen with you and kind of just see what you can do throughout the course of the season. But if the main part is going to be if that defense can stay healthy. I think Dan Quinn's job could potentially be on the line this year if it goes bad. It was a question mark last year. I and mean, then you could kind of see that it was like a, hey, okay, they're dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Kind of hard to control that within the division. For so for me within the first five games, I have them going three and two. The only game that I was kind of iffy on, I believe, is them starting out against the Seahawks. Uh I just feel like the Seahawks have so much firepower on the offensive side of the ball. They run the ball really well. I could see them potentially losing that game so they'd be three and two, but if they win, I have them going four and one.
1: Right. Yep. So I have them going three and two as well. I actually have them starting out zero and two. I have them losing to the Seahawks. I have them losing to the Cowboys, and then recovering with win against the Bears, win against the Packers, win against the Panthers. Yep. So uh, same boat there. Um, this team was extremely difficult to kind of project because we all know how much I loved them last year and how much money they <laughs> lost me. Uh, I'm still not over it, Dan Quinn. I'll get send you my address so you can refund me. Um, but they also ended the year so good. Won four straight games to end the year, uh, including games against some good teams like the 49ers. Uh, so they started recovering. So it was very hard to kind of – project what was going to happen from them. And I kept going back and forth and back and forth on one game particular to, of the, who, if who was going to win that game. And uh, I end up having them eight and eight on the year. Really? Yeah.
0: So you you mentioned earlier, you had them splitting with the with the Bucks,
1: Do you think they split with the Saints or no? Yes. Yes. I have them splitting okay. with the Saints. I have them going 4 and 2 in the division because they'll sweep the Panthers. Dang. So, but they play guys like the Chiefs, the yep. Chargers. Um, I, the Vikings, I think just are going to make, have them struggle. I already talked about the other two games with the Seahawks and the Cowboys. I mean, you're ta- you're getting close to eight just like that. So, yep. um, yeah, so this is this, uh, – uh, I'm stumbling over my words. This is a team that I could see going in so many directions. I could see them at 6-10. and 10. I could also see them at 10-6. and six. Uh, So I kind of just split the difference and have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. So it sounds like you're really high on the Chargers. I'm not high on the Chargers. I, mean, I think that you're going to be surprised on – what I have their record at. But I also think that both these teams, the Falcons and the bucks are pass happy teams that never run the ball. And again, I think the chargers that is their strength. So I'm going to, yes, I will be having the chargers beat a ton of teams that I know (laughs) have a history of not running the ball. And there is some crazy stat out there with dirt cutter on how little he actually runs the ball. Um, It's like historically low. And even lower than, like, a Bruce Arians. So I just see... Holy cow. I just see Hayward and Derwin James and all those guys, uh, Chris Harris Jr., just slowing down those wide receivers.
0: So you really think Todd Gurley's going to be used more in the passing game than the running game? Bingo. Bingo, bingo. I still
1: think that he probably has 200 carries just because, again, they have nobody... They have yeah. nobody behind him, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I think that he has, he has a fair amount of receptions, okay. but again, like you said at the start, I also could see them be like, if you're broken down by week ten, you're broken down by week ten, <laughs> like it is what yeah. it is.
0: So it's going to be interesting for the Falcons, but you have them finishing eight and eight, eight and eight. Okay, let's finish this off with the Saints. This is the year for Drew Brees. This is the final run. They're going to make it happen. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders being in this offense is something that I'm excited to see with the Saints getting a true number two receiver to go along with Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara is coming back from injury. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see if he can be the main back, the main focus, the RB1, if he can do it. Coming back from injury, we saw how great he was with Mark Ingram being there. Let's see how he is with just him taking the workload if he can stay healthy. We saw when he came back last year, he got five touchdowns like right off the bat within the first three games, Uh, so he came back explosive. Let's just hope that carries over into this year. Um, Their defense, the main focus there on my end is just the fact that they just need to keep doing what they've been doing. Just stay consistent, be tough, bend, don't break, get turnovers, get the ball back to Drew Brees, and let that offense go to work but i have the the saints going 5 and 0 oh in like their first 5 games. I don't see any reason for them to be unsuccessful this year barring injury to Drew Brees uh other than that dude. I'm I'm excited to see what the Saints can do and they're honestly probably going to be my representation for the NFC in the Super Bowl.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay. So I have them going 4-1, and one, losing to the tr- – no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I, just no, I was going to tr- say tr- this again. guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I actually have them going 5-0 and oh as well. Uh, I have them beating the Bucks opening day. I think that they won't struggle in the s- home opener for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, then they got the Packers, which I think they're going to win in New Orleans again. I don't think that the Lions are going to be able – defensively mm-hmm. be able to stop the Saints – um offense. And then again, Saints at home against the Chargers. I think that uh, the nickel and dime, like just picking apart defenses is what Drew Brees can do. And he can do that against the Chargers. I really think of the Chargers uh, game against the Patriots um, in the playoffs two years ago, when Joey Bosa was just like, dude, hold on to the ball a little bit longer. I can't get to you. Like Joey Bosa said that to Tom Brady, like he's going to be doing the same thing to Drew Brees. So um, all those fans that hate that all uh, Michael Thomas does is run slants, which is not true by the way. Uh, But people that hate that get used to it because that's what's going to happen that entire game. Um, So I have them going five and I love this defense. I think that they're, they're I think their defensive line is great. Uh, I love Demario Davis. Uh and uh what is his name? Chauncey Gardner Johnson, sorry, for yep. their their nickel corner. His his name's actually not that anymore. I think he changed it, but uh they have Janora yeah, I think I saw that on Twitter the other day that he changed his name. Um, Janors Jenkins is signing, signed and came over uh, at the end of last year. So that's a great little guy there. You have Marshawn Lattimore. And then the big thing is you have Malcolm Jenkins now. And that is the key for this defense is you now have Malcolm Jenkins helping out Marcus Williams. Um, just deadly. I think that this team is going to be great. Uh, I, It's going to be hard not to choose them. I. Like, in the end, I'll probably still have the Seahawks because I'm just really high on them. But this this Saints team is the most talented team in the NFC, top to bottom. So, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson?
0: Yeah. I think he changed his name to C.D. Deuce.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What in the (laughs)
0: world? C.D. Deuce is what it is ridiculous what in the world
1: if i is that really what you saw too though that was the name yeah yeah that's the name i saw i think he like posted it on twitter so that's how i knew it was real
0: okay so during the first two seasons fans knew the former gator is chauncey gardner jr uh before his junior year he switched his name his last name to gardner johnson to honor his stepfather brian johnson who raised him the formerly known Gardner Johnson said on Instagram officially changing my name to CD Deuce. So CD Deuce.
1: C. Yeah, C. I'm not gonna be nuts. able to just <laughs> I'm just not gonna be able to change I'm not gonna be able to like physically say that. I have a hard enough time saying Las Vegas Raiders instead of Oakland Raiders. I'm not gonna be able to change a player's name. So <laughs> um so I have the Saints going twelve and four on the year and winning the division
0: 12 and four who do you have them losing to so you said they they're going to split with the falcons and the bucks so there's two
1: and then i have them losing to the 49ers and the chiefs okay
0: that i can deal with 12 and four it is Sorry, I'm just spreading the news on this name change because I'm stunned. <laughs> on CD deuce.
1: Oh boy.
0: So,
1: <laughs> I um, love it. Yeah. So Saints taking home another NFC South crown for me. Um, so just to recap, I have them going 12 and 4, Bucks 10 and 6, Falcons 8 and 8, and the Panthers 2 and 14.
0: Okay, so my rankings are going to be the exact same on Saints, Bucks, Falcons. Panthers, glad I got all four teams in the division at the wrong time. Look at me go. We'll call that improvement. Growing up. Um, or maybe just reputation <laughs> in yeah. this in this episode. Uh, let's get into the division awards, though. First off, the rookies, the breakout rookies for this division. The more I looked into it, there really wasn't any offensive guys that were drafted in this division. Um, aside from Cesar, Cesar Ruiz uh, for the Saints out of Michigan. He's he to me he's gonna be rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defense I did AJ Terrell for the Falcons. Uh he's already making what are you laughing at? Same thing you had? Both. Both players, exactly. Look same. at us. Look <laughs> at us. <laughs> I just I mean, you're seeing highlights come out of him from camp on you know him guarding the receivers. Uh Calvin Ridley, I think he not I'm not gonna say destroyed, but you know, it looked like a good matchup and he was able to get the ball out of his hands, you know, broke on the route good. Uh, that's what you want to see out of your rookie corner uh, in that in camp in this division especially the receivers you're going to be facing and if you could do it against calvin ridley and compete with julio jones it's going to be pretty nice
1: exactly right so um and i think that they're just going to be facing teams like the bucks and saints that he's going to he's going to make plays and he'll put up the stats as a cornerback as well so that is why i have aj terrell and you're right um i you know i if we would have done this Two weeks ago, I probably would add Keyshawn Vaughn as offensive, um, but the McCoy signing kind of just scares me away. I think that McCoy and Jones just take up too many snaps for Keyshawn Vaughn yep. to be able to do anything. And for the record, Keyshawn Vaughn should be playing over McCoy, but um, that's for another topic, another day. So um, what is next? Uh, which— player team whatever takes a step back from last year uh let
0: let's have you answer this yeah. since you know we're probably gonna have the same answer
1: i maybe not um i actually have the falcons just as a team the momentum that they had so again like okay. i said they they won the first the last four games i think they were ended on a high note um I think that they just take a step back and start slow again. Uh, Again, we have them at three and two, I think, is what we had them at the first five games. Um, And then they're going to just be trying to play the catch-up game the rest of the year. So uh, my step back is the momentum that the Falcons ended up with.
0: Okay. Uh, Mine might be a little cheesy, but I'm going to take the Panthers. Um, Just the real thing is, I don't understand what you're trying to do on offense with CMC and then three receivers that are the same type with no offensive line. Um, and then Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback, your defense is horrific. I mean, I feel like you're just going to blow this all back up next season with Matt rule being your head coach, uh, Joe Brady being your offensive coordinator. Let's just kind of see how the season goes. Let's see how these guys get accustomed to the NFL calling plays being in certain situations. It's going to be a more learning curve for the coaches than anything else. Uh, but, yeah, that's really just kind of going to be it for the Panthers uh, in my regards as a team organization that really just takes a step back this season. Uh, the biggest free agents uh, joining this division in these teams, it's pretty obvious to me it's going to be Tom Brady. Uh, but another name I want to throw out there was Todd Gurley. I think if he can't stay healthy, there is going to be something that helps the the Falcons there. And that's something I'm excited for. He's has returned to Georgia Uh, that's where he went to school. I believe that's where he grew up. If, if he can stay healthy there, man, that's going to be a good comeback story. It's going to be great for the Rams, uh, not the Rams, excuse me, the Falcons. Um, and then it's going to be a little bit more easier to be accepting of that contract as well, uh, that Gurley has with him. So I believe the Rams actually might still be paying that. Is that right? Uh, Rams
1: had, yeah, Rams had to pay Gurley. Uh, if they
0: have yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were supposed to on June first or something like that. So or July first. So hopefully they have. Um, so I also have Tom Brady, duh. Um, but I also, <laughs> but I also have Dante Fowler Jr. Um, I think that he will be just such a big improvement from Vic Beasley that like, what else are you gonna do, right? So uh, I have uh, Dante Fowler Jr. is the defensive side. And then let's move on to the final thing, which is MVP.
0: MVP. Uh last year in the NFL, I'm just saying it now, Drew Brees. I think he wins MVP for the NFL. I think he's the NFL MVP. He's gonna be it for this division as well. People, I'm tired of hearing people complain that oh, Drew Brees doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He should be MVP. Fuck it. Just give it to him this year and we'll move on. Like just see ya.
1: I like it. I like it. I thought about it for a second. I, and I went with Michael Thomas. I think that okay. uh, he ends up putting up a little bit less numbers than last year just with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders and probably a healthy Kamara. But I still think that he just puts up just monster numbers. And so you got to give the MVP to the division to Michael Thomas.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, within that, that pretty much wraps up the episode. But I'm not going to take us out. That's what not Trees gonna,
1: does. <laughs> That's what Trish does. Yeah, so we will be back again in a couple of days, and we will be doing the AFC South now. So we will dive into my thoughts on the Jags and uh, all the other things. I think that this might be the one that we're most different on.
0: You really think I – honestly, probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we will be. So it'll see. We'll, we'll see. But we appreciate you guys. We're excited for the season to get going, and tonight we've been – Talking football.